This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. You're listening to a Business Radio special presentation of Dollars and Change from Philadelphia at the annual CEO Connection Mid-Market Convention. Here again are Cheryl Coleman and Sandy Hunt. (laughs) Welcome back to Dollars and Change. We're here with Olu Beck, who's the CEO of Wholesome Sweeteners Incorporated. Yes. Well, Olu, welcome. Good morning. Welcome. Well, Delighted to be here. And she comes bearing gifts. Comes bearing gifts. <laughs> you can hear, listeners, this is the crinkly sound of a bag of organic, delish fish, mindfully delicious, no high fructose corn syrup, no synthetic colors, naturally favored, flavored and vegan. My husband would be je- very jealous that I was handed a bag of candy here in the, in the morning to eat as part of my job. Yeah. Um, but Olu, tell us, tell us about, I mean, I, let's start at the beginning. What is Wholesome Sweeteners? Well, you've covered it very well right there. <laughs> <laughs> we just read it off the package, which is very informative. Exactly. Yes. Now, Wholesome Sweeteners is uh, the leading uh, provider of organic, non-GMO and fair trade sweeteners in North America. So we have a full range of honey, sugar, molasses, uh, frosting is a new uh, oh. product that we just launched, and then our candy. We actually have two brands of candy uh, under Wholesome. We have uh, a very delicious. They're <laughs> delicious. <laughs> We've got Sandy here eating away. And by the way, that's 10% less sugar than the uh, conventional alternative. What makes them red? Um, we've got natural food color. Oh, um, uh, so it's, it's vegetable uh, coloring. Cool. So it's completely uh, natural, uh, organic uh, colors, no artificial flavors, no artificial preservatives. And our Surf Sweet brand is actually our allergen-friendly line. So that's free of the top 10 allergens. Most other uh, competitors only have sort of you're free of the top one, top two. We're free of the top 10 uh, allergens. So it's it's a safe brand for your children to be able to take into school. As you probably know, there's been an incredible incidence of of, uh, increase in in allergy rates. And we thought it was um, best to provide an alternative choice. Uh, for parents to be able to uh, give their kids and their kids' friends yeah, th- th- this <laughs> safely. Yeah, right. it's not just your child. It's if exactly. you're sending something to school. Right. Exactly. You don't know all the other kids. So it's better you know, better to play it safe. And it's, it's always a little bit sad to think about no sweets. So it's nice to have an option that when you want to have some sweets. And that's what we're all about. Option. Yeah, that's what we're all about. Just our, 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 our vision is to provide mindfully delicious choices for life's sweet moments. So well, that's a great tagline. It, it is. Mindfully it, it, delicious. Mindfully delicious. We want you to think about what you're putting in your body. We're not going to lecture you about what you eat and what you don't eat. and It's your choice. But for us, it's if you have a choice between conventional that's got chemicals or mm-hmm. high fructose corn syrup or artificial whatever, you could choose an alternative. And we have an alternative for you in our sugars, in our honey, in our uh, stevia. We were the first to pioneer organic stevia in the category. Mm. And, of course, in our candies, both under the whole, uh, Wholesome brand as well as the Surf Sweets brand. And where are your products available? Are they at regular supermarkets? or? Yes, yes, we've got them in uh, Whole Foods, uh-huh. uh, ShopRite, Kroger. We're beginning to really spread into conventional. You can also uh, buy us online. Go to www.wholesomesweet.com, and uh, you'll find further information on the back of every package. Okay. We we believe part of our DNA is, is, is being, being socially conscious and, and mindfully aware of the impact we have on the world. So, again, you'll see 
uh, our contribution to fair trade that goes towards not just fair economic uh, situation for our suppliers, but also towards education and healthcare in some of the communities that, uh, that, that we live and work in. And could you go into that a little bit more and explain you know, the, the fair trade and the health and education aspect? And add the price tag to it, because it's, it's an impressive number on yes. the back of this package here. Yes, in, 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 the, in uh, the past 12 years, we've contributed over $12 million to fair trade. And fair trade really just means that we're, we're not trying to screw our suppliers. We, they need to live. I like we that need definition. To, I mean, it, it, really is, it really is all about sustainability, but, uh, but in two ways. One is in your supply chain. Uh, they, they need to, to have a fair wage. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, um, we, pay, we pay a premium to uh, co-ops, um, and they then determine how they spend that in terms of improving their community, whether it's health care needs that they have, whether it's education needs, needs for children. Uh, a year ago, we actually took one of our uh, customers on a visit to uh, one of our suppliers. Mm-hmm. And uh, right there, I got a commitment to donate uh, computers to a, a local school there in Paraguay. So that's some of what we do in terms of just looking beyond our needs mm-hmm. to making sure that we have a strong and healthy supply chain that we can have a long and reliable relationship with. And I, l- I like to hear that last bit too, because that I mean, this the is long this reliable? is yeah, the yeah. long reliable <laughs> business relationship because reliable, right? Yes. When it comes to products that you're sourcing from emerging markets yes. or a diversity of you know supply, you know, a global supply chain, if you will, that matters. Absolutely, you know that that stability is core to your business success. So I love that you know, sort of beautifully told in that one story. It's hey, this is so positive for the communities we're impacting, but also. You know, we'd be remiss to not say this is going to mean we know we're going to get what we need when we know we need it from our supply chain. So that's that's fantastic. How do you when you think about, um, you know, measuring the impact and deciding where you're going to make the impact? Because I'm looking look at the back of the organic fish Sandy bag and I here. I just love in this package. It's, <laughs> it's very informative. We would like to only interview food companies going forward. But so you've got... Um, if we could get any, are there any fair trade wine suppliers? Maybe <laughs> um, on a fair trade role here. Exactly. Yeah. But you've got fair trade premiums to farmers, improved education, improved health care, clean planet because there's no pesticides going into the groundwater from your production, in addition to the social impact of, you know, as you sort of opened with, you know, putting a, a more healthy product into the market for, for folks to, you know, give themselves and their families. That's a lot. You could fo- any one of those would be a noble mission. How do you decide where to focus time, energy, money? We, we were very uh, clear as we developed our vision and, and mission and looked at our values. Um, we, we want to do a handful of things, but do them very, very well. Mm. So the first thing was focusing on the consumer. Um, and, and if you look at the landscape of what's needed, again, we're not here to tell you what to eat or not eat. But when you have a choice, when you're mindful about what you put in your body, what you want it to be. And we wanted to make sure that we had that full range of of sweetness. So if you're looking to sweeten your coffee or sweeten your tea, you have a choice between something that's had bleaching agents or sulfites or even filtered through uh, uh, bone char, which is uh, charred animal bones. You, yeah, you don't realize what goes into making no. your... That's what goes into making your refined like white sugar. 15 minutes into those Netflix documentaries <laughs> and before I think, if I keep watching this, I'm going to have to throw out everything in my pantry. Well, now you just buy something else. Buy wholesome. Exactly. 
because now, now you can you can sweeten your 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 tea or your sugar or your baking with something that you know is organically produced and hasn't been filtered through mm-hmm. bone char. Um, and and uh, so we started with the consumer and said, okay, let's provide mindful choices so that people realize they have an alternative. Mm-hmm. So that's the first thing. And then we went and said, okay, what can we do in terms of our planet? And it's in our DNA. We've always been fair trade. This isn't something that we decided to do to a ask. year ago. Okay. Um, as, as it says on that, for over 12 years, uh, we have been contributing to fair trade and helping to drive that discussion within the industry. And we will continue to do so. So those are really the pillars around, mm-hmm. uh, around which we built our values. We're pioneers and leading uh, the category in, in, a, in a certain social uh, impact direction. We're pioneers in focusing on taste and making sure it tastes good. Um, These so, are delicious. So, so, you're not, <laughs> so you're not breaking the compromise. But it's not. it doesn't taste good because it's loaded with sugar. As mm. I said, it's 10% sugar than the conventional uh, uh, product uh, that, 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 that we've got the organic version of here. Uh, but it's no high fructose corn syrup and it's no artificial sweeteners, mm. no artificial yeah. colors. And that you can taste the difference. You really can. Um, um, I can't wait to open it. You want one? <laughs> you can't. You want one? Give me one. There you go. Well, but, so, and do you find it hard to um, cut through some of the clutter around this, right? Because, I mean, I think sometimes there's skepticism about um, products, whether they really are everything that they oh, say Oh, yeah. There's such a are. boom right now. Yeah. It's yeah. hard. Even among organic yeah. labels, right? It's hard to Ooh, just sort of say. These are good. Are they good? And they do. They t- taste less mm-hmm. artificial. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But it's tricky, you know, is, is everything with the organic label good? And now everyone knows they should, you know, be designing and packaging, especially for parents and stuff like, you know, or children's foods like this. Yeah. How do you cut through the noise and demonstrate that authenticity to your consumers? I think it's a couple of things I would recommend consumers do. Um, One is really look at the brand. Um, if it's somebody that's been chock full of chemicals and artificial flavors and whatever, and then suddenly they speak up and go, ta-da! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then you can say, hmm. Right. Whereas somebody like mm-hmm. Holson, we've had the pedigree. We've, we've always done this. Mm-hmm. This has been our DNA. It will always be our DNA. And then I think, secondly, uh, look at the um, uh, who's supporting the, the sort of governing bodies. Mm-hmm. We are huge supporters of the OTA, the Organic Trade Association. And the OTA, led by Laura Bass, has worked hard to make sure that we actually have regulations and standards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and pushing for those organic standards that that make it clear to consumers what is organic, what the bar is for anybody that Mm -hmm. wants to say they make organic. And we would love to see more funding for the USDA to enforce these standards. So we're probably one of the few industries that say, yeah, bring on regulations. (laughs) Sure, but it's it's an important point. Exactly. It's the only way to make sure you weed out the bad actors. Um, We don't want a Mm free-for-all. We want the standards. We want it to be clear for consumers that if you see the stamp, it means uh, something something and and it stands for something. And that becomes important because... There's a lot of research on the, the cognitive drain of making decisions. Oh you know, so when you go to the grocery store and you've got all of these things around you, you are going to have to make a decision, right? And you, if it, somebody can help you to make an, a mm-hmm. decision, the right decision, easily... Then that, that takes a, that just that little bit of stress out there. Yeah, especially if you can if you can get the brand loyalty. Like, okay, I trust Wholesome for the right, sugar I right. put in my coffee. Now I have to make cupcakes for school. I'm going to go buy their baking products because right. I know it. And exactly, I don't need to have that, you know, analysis, time, right, paralysis right, right. of standing in the aisle exactly. and just 
And especially even now with the you know online grocery shopping too, it's oh, it's almost yeah. worse. Like the, it just, <laughs> I think that's worse. It got even larger, right? Yeah. The, the opportunities got even wider. Well, so, you can find us on Amazon. So oh, that's yes, I was going to ask. We're, we're, yes, yes. We, we're going to one click some candy. Right, right. exactly. <laughs> you can find us on Amazon. You can go on our website. Uh, you'll see different ways of buying us because we we have the branded product, mm-hmm. but we also supply. Um, uh, our sugar direct to uh, major companies. So okay, so you're business to business. Absolutely, as well. we do both B two B and B two C. So now, do those companies advertise that they use your sugar? So, like, if, if mm-hmm. I was buying like a pre made cookie, mm-hmm. are there companies out there that are saying, you know, the sugar in here is, or you know, it is sourced from? What would the what would the label brand be? Would not, not be yet. wholesome? Not not yet, okay. but we're working on it. So okay. when you like buy honest tea, inside. for example, yeah. honest, tea? honest tea, the sugar in honest tea is actually supplied by wholesome. Oh, um, that's yes. another brand with a very strong <laughs> reputation there yeah. for sure. Exactly. So we try and work with with brands that have a similar approach mm-hmm. and outlook to ours. But we haven't yet started co branding, but that's certainly something that we're going to to be looking to do well, in the I future. I could just see it right instead of Intel inside, it's wholesome inside. Yeah, absolutely, right? absolutely. Sugar, I mean, sugar is a very, uh, is controversial, too strong word. I don't think so. You know, product in the market right mm-hmm. now. And, you know, we were all around in the 90s with the low fat, you yeah. know, phenomenon. Yeah. Sugar was fine. And now that pendulum has swung yeah. back yeah. and sugar is bad. And so I think people are thinking a lot more about yeah. if I'm going to make the decision or if and when I'm going to have sugar, I want it to be, you know from the earth like, right you know. exactly um, and, and, and I think you're right there is a lot of controversy around sugar and again we go back to be mindful we're mm-hmm. not saying eat huge copious amounts right. copious amounts of anything is bad <laughs> for you just be moderate and yeah. be mindful Except when you do coffee, make the choice right? <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can do that so that, that, that really is our message so it's the final question and just mm-hmm. for a short amount of time what kind of advice do you give for companies mid-market size companies who are thinking about how they can get better at doing their social impact in a business way? I'd say be authentic. Mm-hmm. Be, be, if you're going to pursue social, don't do it as a, I'm doing it as a one-off just to tease a consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, think very clearly what is close to your business. And in our case, it's the soil, it's the earth. So we focus on farmers and we're really into farm to table. But we also support 1% for the planet, which focuses on cleaning our oceans. So we're very focused on the earth, things that are near into our business. So I'd say for any mid-market companies, look at your business, look at what you're, what you're about. Don't make it as a one-off. It has to be an intrinsic part of how you do business. And make it something close in to mm-hmm. your business. Great. Um, so that, that, that would be my recommendation. Great well, advice. Thank you. We've had a lovely discussion with Olu Beck, CEO of Wholesome Sweeteners. Thank you again for joining us. And we are now going to be joined by Anson Pawski-Ward, who's CEO of Curio Brands. So we're delighted to have you here. Um, I've been on a panel with you, so I know some of the work that you're in and, and, and some of the great ways that you're thinking about social impact with your company. But I don't know that Curio's a, a big-name brand yet for a lot of people. So why don't you tell us about what Curio is and does? Sure. Well, first of all, we're 35 years old as a company. Uh, so a, a while in the market yeah. here. Um, but you may not know Curio Brands because that's our portfolio name. Got it. Um, but you might know some of our actual commercial brands that we sell in the market. So we sell high-end bath and body and home fragrance. And under the Times name, as well as under the Capri Blue brand name, um, and also Aspen Bay. So we sell in a lot of retailers that I'm sure many Those people know and love. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so places like Anthropology and some other places like that is where we sell our brands. Excellent. So um, when it comes to social impact, there's you know a lot of a lot of ways companies can think about social impact. Has this always been? 
something that Curio has been thinking about, or is it something that's emerging and growing as the company does? Yeah, you know, it's it's really always been a core tenant of our company um, from even 35 years ago. Uh, the idea that we, well, first of all, we were started by two women in a basement who were going through a life transition and really thinking about what they wanted to do. And they became women entrepreneurs on that day yep. <laughs> uh, when they decided. And, and what they kind of said is, hey, we want to take and make beautiful products. We want to sell them in a very giftable way. And that launched the company and their careers. Um, but as a part of that, they always were very socially conscious um, in terms of thinking about things like women in leadership. Um, so how do we think about as a company, just like the same path they forged, future women who can have opportunities to be a part of building some great brands and, and a great company. And the statistics on women in your company are pretty impressive. Pretty impressive. Yeah, we are over 70% women um, in terms of our overall population. And every woman, obviously including myself, but every woman on my leadership team, everyone on my leadership team is a woman. Um, and very even more impressive in the space of STEM, mm -hmm. which is often a conversation. Yeah. And, of course, we do chemistry and all that. Um, every one of our chemists is a woman. Wow. That so is five very impressive. female chemists. Very, very impressive. So when you think about social impact, it sounds like a lot of it is thinking about your own people. Yeah. So I, part of it is thinking about our own people. But the other half of it has always been thinking about the community, the community that buys our products. So we think about things like sustainability mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sustainability of our materials, our raw materials, all of that. Um, we always think about how we can give back to the community that has been so wonderful mm -hmm. to support our brands over the years. So um, we do things in the community, most of it being employee-led up to this point, um, a passion point that an employee has. Mm -hmm. uh, so whether it's to uh, support pets in shelters, because we have a love for pets. We even have a bring your dog to work on Friday day. Oh, <laughs> so that's, that's part fun. of our company We're culture. Have to institute that. Yeah. Um, but we have things like that or even things like, you know, buying prom dresses or giving prom dresses to young women when they when it's time to go to the prom because they may or may not be able to afford one or have options for one. So we've done a lot of grassroots and mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and now what we're really doing is um, further taking it to the next level. Um, and so what we were talking about in the social impact panel was the idea of how do we continue to support the development of women um, and how do we continue to support the social causes that are important to women and particularly even girls? Um, mm -hmm. Because everyone starts as a girl and becomes, <laughs> you know, the woman that we are. Yep. Um, and then we've also done some things in product, too, by the way, that, oh, are, that are complementary to this. So one of the things, we have an amazing line called Fraser Fur, which is our hol a signature Times Fraser Fur holiday collection that mm -hmm. we sell every year. Now, I'm sure. Smells just like Christmas. That's what everyone tells right me. I don't, it's not my words. That's uh, <laughs> consumers' words. Our, our, uh, love the, those who love the brand. But we actually do where there's a, a certain part of the collection where we specifically have wood lids and we have other things. Mm -hmm. And every one of those items that you purchase, we actually plant a tree. So we're planting hundreds of thousands of trees. And we've done this is our second year um, where we're replenishing the forest. Um, mm -hmm. So we've even taken it to that space as well, in addition to women's leadership and, and entrepreneurship. And it's, you know, it's... it's Interesting to hear you talk about that because it really is just sort of saying, what is our product? What does it represent? And, yes. And what does that mean for what we might be able to do in the real world with, with authenticity? That's you know, correct. That sort of ties exactly to what that product is. Uh, authenticity is so important to us. Um, you know, we, for me, as, as a CEO and even just thinking about where we take the company, um, we don't want to just do something that everyone can do. We want something that's true to what we believe in, our values, our passion. Mm -hmm. um, and so... 
like I said, we have a company filled with women. We have consumers who are predominantly female. I would imagine. Um, so how do we support the community yeah. that supports us? Um, and so we want to make sure that we maintain that kind of relationship. And do your consumers, I don't, it's going <laughs> to sound out more direct than it sounds, do, they, do the consumers care? You know, are Absolutely. you seeing that there is a stickiness or a, a, you know, a value to consumers seeing that this candle Absolutely. plants a tree and things? Absolutely. I mean, for years, our, our customers have asked us and, and, and even said, you know, they want to make sure that the ingredients that we're sourcing mm-hmm. are sourced responsibly. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to make sure that the um, way that we do our business is responsible, in, in particularly if we have any kind of um, employment of mm-hmm. labor across the world. Um, so all of those things are important to them. And then they also want to know that the packaging that we're giving them, you know, it's been sustainably sourced yeah. or it's recyclable mm-hmm. or some of those things. And then they're very excited about this, you know, um, plant one tree concept. Because, again, it's a representation of us giving back to the earth just as the earth gives to us. Well, then I think what we're seeing and we from the companies we talk to on the show, but just students and ourselves, is that people are really, they're looking at every dollar they spend as a vote for the world they want to create. They're thinking yes. about what does this mean? And so it, it's it's tough for a business because you're being asked, you know, what what what's your employees like? Yes. What's the packaging? What are you yes. sustainable? You know, what are you doing in the real world? Yeah. So the demands on a company. Um, yeah, they're vast and, <laughs> and, 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 yeah, significant. And, you know, we're up to the challenge. Yeah, um, it's and great we're, to hear. You know, we remove ingredients that customers don't want. Um, so things that, you know, have been out in the market mm-hmm. and have been concerns, we do that as well. So, it, I mean, it transcends a lot of levels mm-hmm. for um, building a healthier planet and obviously a more productive and a more successful group of people on the planet. Yeah. How do you how do you differentiate yourselves with these other products? Because we were talking about talking about this actually with our previous guest about organic foods, yes. right? Such yeah. a, a boom in organic foods, and mm-hmm. um, and so you're sort of getting overwhelmed as a consumer with all the the labeling and the packaging and you don't know what's authentic and Mm -hmm. you know if you went and looked at the candle aisle this one says they plant a tree what does this one say this one's packaged this way you know how do you cut through that you know and make sure that your customers really understand all of the you know all Mm -hmm. the things your company's Mm -hmm. doing when it comes to internal focus on women entrepreneurs external focus on the environment yeah. So, I mean, I think there's two things. Number one, how we set ourselves apart um, is quality. The quality of our products is top notch. Mm-hmm. Um, and we pay attention to every detail of what we do from, you know, the wax to the fragrance to the outside presentation mm-hmm. of the packaging. Very, very important for us um, and very differentiated from the other brands in the market. Um, but I would say the second thing we do is we engage socially with our customers. So whether it's on Facebook, whether Mm -hmm. it's on um, Instagram, Mm -hmm. whether it's on Twitter, wherever it may be, we engage socially. um, And we want to hear from our customers. We want to hear what they have to say. We want to present back to them what we're doing um, and, you know, be transparent about that. So transparency is important to us as well, what we have, what we don't have. Well, and I think that's that's such an added um, aspect to business nowadays because you can really Mm -hmm. hear back from your customers, good or bad, right? Absolutely. It allows you to an opportunity to reach out to them, understand, but also I think then portray how authentic you are and what you're doing right. by right. virtue of your communications with them. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, we just are who we are. Um, and, you know, sometimes we don't overthink it. Mm-hmm. We just say, look, we love what we do. 
every employee has to love what goes out the door before we send it out mm-hmm. the door. Mm. We, we do employee testing, employee oh, paneling. Great. We do all of that. I mean, we have to love it first before we're going to bring it to the market. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's where authenticity starts first. And then we can talk about what we're doing and whether that's a product or a program or, you know, an initiative, anything that we're doing. Well, and, and unfortunately, we're running out of time a little bit. We've got some time. But I want you to talk just briefly about how you're thinking about that creativity and co-creation with the Girl Scouts. Yeah, for sure. So oh, I, didn't, I haven't heard about this. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is exciting. So it's, a, it's an initiative in process and, and that we're working on building um, with the Girl Scouts. Um, but it was born out of uh, an opportunity um, presented to me by the CEO Connection. Uh, where both, obviously, Girl Scouts are members, and and I'm a participant in in the convention and all of that. And so we came together, and they said, hey, we think this Girl Scouts is looking for a partner. Um, We know what you stand for as a brand and as a company, and we think this would be a great combination. Um, So anyway, what we did is we actually worked with the Wharton students um, through the student initiative to develop a whole strategic platform of how we want to partner. Very cool. Um, and so now we're in the process of putting those balls in motion. Oh, neat. Putting it all defined. But but specifically, one of the core tenants is co-creation. Um, cool. So we create Which products. Think, yeah. yeah, we create products every day, right? What if we created them with Girl Scouts um, oh, and neat. with, you know, somehow in, in some form or fashion? So are there products coming out? We're, we're working okay. on them. <laughs> See, you know, we'll, be, we'll be able to sell them. That'll but be it, longer I, lead time on those because, yeah. you know, products take a while. Sure. But, but there's some other things we're working Just on as well. Just all I can imagine is a thin mint cookie. But I think that one of the things I really liked when you talked about this yesterday at mm-hmm. the panel was very much that it was about we you know, we're about creating things. We're mm-hmm. about trying to figure things out yep. and and this is a perfect time to, to figure out how we can engage mm-hmm. our philanthropic partner yes. in co creation. Yes. And I thought that was so especially with Girl Scouts, I think it's a it's such an ideal fit in Absolutely. That. Well I mean these young ladies mm-hmm. are the future of our company. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, and we did a, a actual just kind of like an informal survey. I'm a former Girl Scout. Are you? The Several women are on my team it's like are 60 Girl Scouts. Kind of senators were past Girl Scout. I mean, it's, it's like, crazy. It's, it's impressive stuff. So I'm proud to be a former Girl Scout. No, I was not a Girl no. Scout. Okay. I was so not. That's okay. We got you covered. <laughs> I was. You were. Okay. I was. So that's exciting, you know, to yeah. kind of be able to take it to the next level and, and teach them about entrepreneurship oh, as well. Oh, so yeah. cool. Well, we, so good. we certainly will stay tuned. Now yes. I want to log on to the Instagram. There's so many things we have to follow up. Is it Curio Brands or do you, is it? We have Curio Brands, okay. um, but also each of our individual brands. So Capri Blue, Times, uh, Aspen Bay all have uh, followings Excellent. as well. Excellent. We'll have to check it out. I know. It. Oh, I wish we had those candles burning right now. <laughs> I should have brought some. <laughs> I didn't even think to do they that. They probably wouldn't let you do that. I'm sure they wouldn't It's probably do. against the fire code somehow in here. <laughs> well, this is great. We've been talking with Anson Povsky-Ward, CEO of Curio Brands, about creativity, co-creation, women entrepreneurship, etc. We're at the uh, CEO Connection Convention, and we are going to take a short break. This is Dollars and Change on Sirius XM 111 Radio. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu. 